All right, now back in making his fourth appearance with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Srixon, Cleveland Golf and Zexio Territory Manager and Class A teaching professional, Perry French. Along with all of that, he's also a weekly partner with my friend Matthew Lawrence on his show, Backspin Golf, which you guys hear me talking about every week here on the show and on social media. For the majority of the year, it's my regular weekly Sunday morning, 8.03 a.m. Eastern Tea Time. That should be coming back from hiatus soon. Fingers crossed on that one. You can hear Perry sharing his insights and playing lessons during the first segment of that show every week. And like I mentioned a moment ago, it's some of the best week in and week out information and tips that you're going to hear anywhere on any medium. And I'm very grateful to have him back with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Perry, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Chris, great to be back. Thanks for having me. As, as many of us around the country are finally starting to see some temperatures getting to the point where we can start thinking of at least getting out on the range and perhaps going out and buying new equipment for the year. I mean, your brand, Strixon Cleveland Zexio, featured prominently on the 2020 Golf Digest hot list. Got to make you guys feel really good seeing you seeing uh, reviews like that and promotion like that from Golf Digest. Well, every, every year, you know, Chris, when companies are rolling out products, typically it's a fall roll Of course, we see sometimes at the PGA show, there's a typical product or two that kind of makes these companies kind of splash. And, uh, and the Golf Digest hot list is, is very encouraging to see that we've gone through the litany of testing for a, a myriad of players. That's the key thing that a lot of people don't know about the Golf Digest hot list. They think, well, that's just somebody paying money for them to, to put your product in the, and get the list. And that's not the case at all. Golf Digest does a very in-depth product testing that gives people a chance to really, the, the, the people they put in there to test the product are all across the landscape of player profiles. So, it's a good cross-reference to see what our product's doing, how it's performing, and what kind of players it's really appealing to. And that's it's always encouraging. And product is king in, in any sales business, of course, but certainly uh, this crazy golf business, it, uh, it's, it's fun to have a product that gets it going, kind of kicks the season off, and, uh, and people start getting excited and asking you to, to at least try their you know your product and see how it fits their game. So absolutely, uh, that's always fun to get some good 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 gold medals and uh and all the the information you can from uh golf Digest just telling the people how good our products are okay i want to go through some of the great innovations that you guys have for 2020 i want to start with the cleveland launcher hb turbo driver talk about what mm. what makes that driver so good in a gold medal performer the launcher driver Number addition number two, this is the second generation of the launcher called Turbo. The first thing that we really did to the driver was find a driver that we managed for players who are looking for game improvement and maximizing speed with their driver game. I know it sounds like, well, doesn't everybody want that? Well, the best players are, are wanting that, but they find the club face center a whole lot more often than most of us. And so when you build a golf club, you've got to have that area of impact that can actually keep the ball flight in play, keep the speed up, keep the spin down. And with Launcher, we did that, Turbo Launcher. We put cup face technology. It's a, it's a different type of design where instead of putting a metal titanium plate into the face and welding it and having more rigid spots on the face, it goes over the entire club head. So the face is a larger trampoline, if you will. That's the key thing. So with players who are not quite as uh, skilled, hit that driver, they're going to get a lot of high-speed ball performance and less loss of distance and less less spinning on that on their miss hits. And that's what causes people to lose a lot of control of their shots is when you start missing the center of the golf club, the ball starts curving more, and, of course, it starts spinning more, 
and that causes that loss of distance. So with Turbo, we've really improved that. We built it for players who are looking for maximum performance on their miss hits and really gave them a drive that keeps the ball speed up. It tests out very strongly as it did when the gold uh, got, has a lot more speed on the on the wood as the miss hit, and that keeps people's drive going out down the fairway a little less in the rough, and uh, it's delivering those things uh, across the landscape for players who will probably, uh, I'll, I'll give them a handicap range of, you know, somewhere between, you know, eight-plus handicappers, and I say that because there's some eight handicappers that don't drive the ball as well as I could, and they might be a little better golfer if they drove the ball more in play, and uh, it really fits a lot of players. I think some some people might think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little better than that for, for Cleveland's driver. It's not. It's a really high-performance driver for players who are looking for more of a, a forgiving drive than, than most. So let's compare that to what you've got uh, across the other brands. How does it compare to the Strixon Z785 and Z585s that were highly acclaimed last year? And you've also got the Zexio 11 series. Talk about how those all three compare to one another. The interesting piece of the puzzle is that with the three brands, Cleveland Golf, Strixon Golf, and Zexio Golf, they're all design products for specific player groups. And then the Strixon phase is really designed off of more of a tour platform, tour design, and more control driven by the player. The the driver is very forgiving. Again, cup face technology is the primary feature on the driver. Uh, we're using a higher grade of titanium to keep that uh, keep that ball speed up on the missive so the, so the trampoline's larger. Um, but the shape and the design and the center of gravity management are going to be a little different. Most players with higher speeds don't need as much deep CG positioning in the driver or draw bias to get the golf ball into its proper trajectory form. So we have to manage that against the player and also the the profile of the club. Uh, we'll call it slightly draw bias or maybe uh, closed face slightly to create a little better pattern and reduce some of the side spin on the misfit. So definitely different products. The shaft stories are even stronger, a little bit more poor pro- product with a little little lower torque to create Again, control and maximize performance for the players who are more skilled, higher speed. We Then we flip the coin and go to the other side with the Zexio brand and really build a product line in the ultra-light tech technology story with shaft design and counterbalancing of the weight in the shaft and moving that counterbalance to where it's positioned under the grip of the technology called Weight Plus. We actually put a plug in the back of the grip, a brass plug, about 13, ounce, uh, 13 grams, excuse me, and that allows the, the, the balance point to move up higher. And that feature alone helps deliver a lot more consistency for the player in their transition of the golf club from the backswing to the downswing. Holds their angle, holds their angle, helps them create more leverage, and this will help them increase speed. Zexio brands, ultra lightweight shafts, are for players with moderate club head speed. So if you're looking for more speed, the only way you can get that is if you can get the golf club as light as you possibly can to create more speed for that player, but also maintaining control. And that is where Zexio targets that player who typically has less than 90 miles an hour of driver speed. There's a lot of players out there in that category. And what we have all skilled players with less than 90 miles an hour who hit the club face three out of 10 times and people who hit it six out of 10 times. But in all cases, what we're seeing is more speed with the club head speed, more ball speed on the, on the impact, and a lot more consistency in the ball flight for those players. And that, to me, is the biggest advantage of where ultralight way technology delivers is that, that the ball fight for those players is just so much more consistent and, and who wouldn't want to hit the ball with a similar pattern like we see on tv when you're driving the ball good the ball fight should look the same uh, swing you know t-shot after t-shot and that's what we i see certainly in the field 
a lot of these players who haven't been able to do that consistently, Zexio brand delivers that. And part of it is that ultra lightweight technology with the shaft design to, to provide a better um, return of the club to impact. And it's uh, it's very unique across all three landscapes. And it's pretty fun to be on the tee line and, and uh, have players come up because really any player who comes up to, the, to hit our products, we have something for everybody. And that's pretty, pretty darn nice. So let's talk about irons and, and the, Cle- the Cleveland Turbo Irons look like a great design to me, Perry, particularly for those of us that are struggling hitting our long irons. Talk about the technology you've got in those. Yeah, and the iron line, of course, over the years has evolved from, uh, from, you know, forged muscle back designs that, uh, we grew up playing and, and thought that's what we had to play all the way through. And, and, uh, and thankfully, uh, the, the, Carson Storm decided to, to put his engineering degree together and build a cavity back golf club, and, and those started to become the, the way irons were designed. And cavity back golf clubs start bringing in forgiveness on those missets and allows you to be a little off center but still maintain distance and control of that shot. So, what we've done with that is the next generation from evolving from a blade or a forge type product to a cavity back was technology that was started in the HP series called uh, High Bore, and that is a hollow construction design basically it's like what a metal wood is like it's hollow there's no cavity cut out of it so that allows the center of gravity to be managed much more effectively from club to club so to your point most players struggle with trajectory when the club starts getting longer and the loft starts getting lower three four five iron clubs are harder to get into the proper trajectory to land on the green and stop and certainly help them keep the ball in, in control of the distance that you're wanting to hit it. So but when you get to the seven, eight, nine pitching wedge, you don't need as much. So we were able to manage the trajectory from pitching wedge all the way through to three iron. And in fact, most companies aren't carrying three irons anymore, as we know. So it's really only a four iron, but it's a strong lofted four iron at 22 degrees. And that gives players a lot more versatility in their long iron with this hollow construction. We've done that with turbo. Again, maximize the face area for miss hits to be basically the not losing much speed at all. So the distance that you get the you're looking for the ball to go will go that same distance. It might be a little left or right based on where you strike it on the glove face, but you're not going to lose that that distance you know that you're looking for in the shot because of the face technology and the center of gravity management will help keep that ball in a, an initial better trajectory. So very forgiving golf club. Fits a lot of players, and certainly those who struggle with their long iron game, construction all the way through from three iron to seven iron, and then breaks off into an eight, nine pitching wedge and gap wedge with a cavity back, I'll call it a more traditional style of cavity, uh, which allows, again, that player to manage the ball flight. So it's uh, two unique products in the iron line to really give players a lot of versatility in what they're trying to do with their, their iron game. And Perry, I got to tell you, I love what Cleveland has done with their wedges for this year with the high toe and the grooves covering the full face of the club. Talk about that, what that can do for us. So that, the, the Cleveland line of wedges, of course, the company was founded by Roger Cleveland with the, 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 emphasis, the emphasis on wedge game, wedge design all the way through. And, the, and that has been the, the, the moniker all the way through these years. We continue to involve the wedge line. Our family of wedges, as we call them, has, has evolved from a tour wedge to now a full design cavity back with CBX2 and introduction of CBX full face is another step in that direction. And full face is a high toe product. And what that does is the high toe allows more surface area for the golf club to 
strike the golf ball with when you're in the these the shots around the green. We'll call them specialty shots, trouble shots, uh, you know, a high risk reward shot. And with the full face, the grooves go across the entire face pattern. So there's maximized spin throughout every shot that you're going to take with that with that club. Now we're doing strictly in high loft, team 64. Again, this is a club that players are going to put in the bag to really maximize their performance in those real, real unique scoring shots and just maximize their scoring ability uh, and maximizing their spin. Full face groove story is is been out there recently. Other companies are making a high toe wedge, um, and again, this just is more surface. Uh, one of the key things that we do here, though, with the with the high toe, is Actually, we actually make a better design of the sole. We highly relieve the toe and the heel, and that allows the club to be set down and manipulate a little bit more in the, in the address position to work through the multiple types of shots you're going to encounter around the green. Whether it's a really tight shot off of the you know close, closely mowed area, or if it's a bunker shot, or of course in the rough. And that ability to get the club sitting and working through the turf condition and underneath the ball makes it a real versatile club. And uh, Whenever we're talking about those type of shots, as we know in the short game, it's it's your ability to really manage the shots that you have in front of you and be able to be versatile. If your wedge is just one way, it's got too much bounce or too little bounce, it's not going to give you the type of performance you need on every shot. You're going to have certain shots that just you just can't execute. So we've we've kind of combined all these features into full face, and I think it's going to be really fun to see people out on the our short game clinics this season, uh, hitting some shots that maybe they've never hit before. And Perry, you also have wedges with what you guys call smart soul. Talk about those and whose game those are actually designed for. Smart soul is, is a product that's been around over the different years and different products, uh, uh, of design with, uh, started with Hogan sure out from years back. And it's basically, it's a wide, wide soul golf club that's designed to maximize the bounce production throughout every shot that you hit. So smart sole has a wide sole, but a low bounce angle. And what that means is the bounce angle actually measured is very low. So the club sits very close to the turf, but because of the wide sole, the club slides in and enters the turf and slides across the turf as opposed to digging. Most players in, in a smart sole category design are a little steep with their angle of attack, and that allows that causes a lot more divot. And when you have a steeper angle of attack, you're bringing the big ball into play. You're bringing Mother Earth into play, and you want to have something that allows you to be a little off of that angle of attack and keeps the club moving through the through the condition through the turf. Smart Soul delivers it in three different uh, lofts: 42 degree, which we call the Smart Soul C, uh, the 50 degree Smart Soul Gap, and then the 58 degree Smart Soul Sand. And these three wedges combined will allow you to hit the pretty much the myriad of shots that most players struggle with. The tight chip and run shot that a lot of players choose to use their putter on, the C wedge does that with a little bit of loft, 42 degrees, like an eight iron, but has that wide enough sole and a little bit of offset in the, in the setup to create a good angle of attack and keep the ball just kind of bump it up in the air and get it running and rolling like a putt. The gap wedge is designed just for that, a little bit more loft, a shot you want to keep the ball a little lower or if you're out in the fairway from a certain specific yardage that you're trying to approach the green with it gives you that playability if you're just a little off to keep the club moving through the turf and, and keep your distance up and then the smart soul s is a phenomenal club around the green for bunker shots out of the rough and again tight turf conditions and the three 
loft, give that player pretty much who struggles in short game execution the ability to really improve their golf game by the design of the club. And, and of course, add a little uh, golf instruction on top of that, and you might find yourself saving lots of strokes over the course of the, of the round. Yeah, let's, let's take that another step forward because I'm, I'm a guy who struggles in the bunker. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, for whatever reason, that shot always intimidates me. So when you talk about the smart soul S, Boy, that, that that sort of get, you know raises my eyebrows. Like, hmm, maybe that's okay, what I so need. Let me ask you a question, as, as we would if we're doing some instruction here. When you get to the when you get to a bunker shot, what is called a standard bunker shot? Nothing, nothing like a fried egg. What is what is your first mindset when you're in the bunker? Are you what are you trying to when you look at the shot? Are you, are you just evaluating the lie? Are you are you are you worried about the shot from a distance standpoint? What what is your first uh, uh, I guess fear of the bunker? What is that? What is that? That yeah, you're, so, you're afraid. Yeah. So for me, right. Uh, you know, the, you can talk about fear. I'm either, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm either going to leave it in the bunker or I'm going to blade it across <laughs> the bunker and it's going to go forever. Right. So it's that yeah. you, we all know you got to hit behind, you know, you got to hit the sand, don't hit the golf ball and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. But that's a very different swing than what I'm used to. I'm a sweeper, right? I'm a sweeper yeah, on the sure. fairway and all that sort of stuff. So I don't take a divot. I, I sweep. So I'm always afraid that since that's different, now I got to hit behind the ball that, you know, I'm just, I'm either going to decel or, you know, any number of things can go wrong. But what, you know, my goal so when I get in the bunker is just get out. There you go. So you, you, you literally tagged all the things that most players who are out in the fairway having to approach a green and watch the ball go towards the bunker. And they're immediately thinking, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of what's going to happen next. Right. You haven't even got right. to the shot. Have you got to your bunker shot? And we're, where the where the confident bunker players, the tour professional on down, that bunker is probably a miss that they would say, if I'm going to miss the green, I'm going to miss it in the bunker because that's where I can have the most control over my my life pretty much and the ability to, to spin the shot and keep get close. So for you and, and the smart Celeste or, or whatever wedge that we're going to find that works best for you as a sweeper, um, you, you have to work on how the setup is and how your angle of attack is. So you just said it. You don't typically take much divot, so for you to get the club to angle into the into the sand, right? To, again, normal sand conditions, an inch and a half behind the ball. What's going to take that for you to, to get comfortable and, and confident in making that shot? And putting a the smart soles in your hand will allow you to take a, well, I'll describe it as just a regular full swing. You don't have to do much manipulation. For most players, we take our 56 degree or 60 degree and get in the sand and we augment this based on the line, the length of the shot to how we're going to hit the shot. We take a little bit more open stance. If it's close to us, we take a little bit more square stance. If it's a further away shot and that's part of instruction. And then maybe that would be something that your fear could be alleviated by, by being more conscious of how you set up the ball, right? Create that in setup. And that's where a lot of players get in trouble. I think one of the things that players think, oh, I've got to hit behind the ball. So the first thing they do is they put their weight on their back foot, and that's a negative. You don't want to be leaning or hanging back on the shot because you're right. You're going to hit one of two things. It's going to be fat and leave it too much sand in the bunker, or you're going to come in and you're going to hit that color, and it's going to be scooting over the green and who knows, God knows where, right? So the first right. thing you have to kind of get is get your setup to where your weight is favoring your lead side. And I say that because we have rights and lefties, listen, of course. So if you put more weight on your lead leg, let's just say 
for a standard bunker shot, flat bunker shot, bottom of the bunker, you know, 60, 65% on your lead leg, and you'll hold it there the entire swing. That's the first thing you have to try to do is keep your weight balanced and not get moving around in your lower body. Get your weight set, get your feet dug in a little bit, maybe choke down a little bit on your on your wedge because, again, if your feet are settling into the sand, makes sense that you're, you know, you're getting a little lower than the turf, right? Lower than the condition. And then the openness to your to your line of uh, target line is is kind of a you thing. You have to practice it a little bit. You have to play with it. And using the smart soul, we find players that we don't have to do that very much. You can stay more square to your target. The smart soul will help that club enter and release through the sand. And whereas if you're taking a, a standard sandwich and maybe opening it or keeping it square you might have to augment how much you open or close your stance. So Smartsville delivers that for you. Instruction in bunker play, uh, I can only offer you the thing is that when you get in the bunker, have a chance to go practice bunker shots, practice your setup, work on that more than anything. And the the one the last thing in, in bunker play is swing speed, right? Bunker shot with a moderate lip. You've got to swing it like it's double that. You've got to swing it like 50 feet away. And you've got to, if it's a 30-yard bunker, a 20-yard bunker shot, you've got to swing like it's a 40-yard bunker shot. That's how much this, it's a two-to-one ratio. You've got to create more speed because of the sand to get that ball to fly out and release, um, get out of the bunker. A lot of people just don't swing with enough speed. Part of it's because they're not confident or comfortable and their fears are coming into play. And then secondly, if you just work on your setup and maintain a lower body position that allows the club to get back to the to position by holding your, your weight in your lower body, just releasing towards the target and not trying to lean back into the shot or set up that way, you might find yourself getting more at least out of the bunker and onto the green surface uh, more regularly than not. And that's the key thing for most players. Get out in one and take your chances with a with a putt from 15 feet or if it happens. Wherever. To yeah, exactly. You know, two putts from 25 or 30 feet is better than two bunker shots and a two putt from 25 feet, you know, or 30 feet. So uh, it, that is a key thing. But you know, a little bunker instruction there to help, but it's a uh, smart soul does do, do that. It keeps, I'll take it. It just, it takes a little less thinking with smart soul. You don't have to manipulate the club face. Whereas if you're using your standard sandwich, you have to kind of adjust some of the openness and squareness of the club face. And Perry, a, a moment ago, you, you talked a little bit about bounce and we've had so much rain here in the Southeast though, this winter, you know, the courses are saturated. It's going to be damp conditions out there for the foreseeable future. Talk about how that's going to influence the amount of bounce that we need on our wedges. Yeah, the, the amount of bounce certainly comes into play with where you play your golf, first of all. Southeast, Bermuda grass, typically, maybe some certainly some zoysia down there, uh, all the way up through to the northeast where you're talking, uh, you know, a nice, heavy, rye, bent grass condition. And I say heavy because when that stuff gets thick, it gets heavy. Uh, and then you talk about the conditions of this weather and, and saturation and, and that. And so bounce is, a, is is going to be more favorable when you are playing golf courses like that as opposed to firm, dry golf courses. But a lot of it has to do with how the player strikes the ball. I mentioned it earlier about the angle of attack. And if you're a player who's, we'll, we'll give you, you're just inconsistent with your angle of attack. Sometimes you're a little shallow. Sometimes you're a little steep and certainly the condition that you play in vary, then probably a moderate bounce will work. And that will allow the club to get through the turf and, and keep the club sliding and, and less dig. If you're a player like yourself, who's yourself described as a, you know, a, a picker or you're very, very shallow, then for you, you might find using a low bounce wedge will work 
in dry conditions. But if you find yourself playing golf courses that have been heavily rained on, uh, the seasons the golf courses are playing, uh, zoysia grass, I find there's a lot of players who play zoysia grass, and we have some that here in Kentucky, they find that the lie is really, really good, but the club just goes right into the ball. They don't have, uh, there's just no, nothing there when they hit the ball because they, they've got too less a bounce. When you put more bounce into the club, it just gives you that extra amount of playability or forgiveness. And if your angle is a little steep, it will keep the club sliding, like I mentioned earlier. If you're really steep, then you need to push yourself to a high bounce wedge and or the smart soul wedge. Those are the things that players typically don't have enough of in their wedge game. They, they think, well, I, I've only wanted to use a certain shot. Well, if you're trying to use a low bounce wedge out of the bunker where you're trying to explode sand, you better be really skilled because that club is, is not going to do anything but dig in the sand. And so it makes it very difficult to be consistent when you're trying to fight the actual thing that you have to do, and that is to get the club into the sand. So <clears throat> we see most players from the tour player on up playing with mid to high bounce wedges. And a lot of people think, well, if I have a high bounce wedge, I'm going to have a tendency to skull the ball. I'm going to hit it thin if I open the club face up. And that's not the case. The key factor in, in bounce design is how wide is the sole? Um, smart sole, again, being mentioned, it's the widest sole we have. The effective bounce, as we call it, is about 16 degrees. That's a high bounce wedge because of the wide sole. But if I take that actual measured bounce on the smart sole, it's only about three degrees, so it sits very tight to the turf. But if you try to open the club face up with the smart sole, then you really bring that belly shot into play. The, the, the leading edge doesn't, it just rises up and you can't do that with a smart sole because again, that player typically doesn't address and change their set, setup. You go to a traditional wedge like the RTX4 or CBX, then you can start opening the club face up and that bounce because the sole is narrower will allow you to just get more playability based on the condition of the shot you're trying to play. So on all of that, the, the key thing is more bounce is best for most players. That's the key thing. Most companies build a wedge based on sole width and camber to create a lot of playability in all conditions, whether you're playing the Northeast, the Southwest, or if you even make a trip over across the pond. Okay. So that's the key thing. So that's down the middle. If you know recognizing your, your games and your tendencies, then you might flip and go a little bit lower because of the way you try, like to strike the golf ball or conversely go a little higher because it gives you more advantage. And we always say bounce is your friend. And, and that's something that, uh, I think any instructor who understands wedge play would, would, would say to most all the players they teach. All right, let's move on to the green. Let's talk a little putting. And the last time you joined me, you got me really excited about the Cleveland frontline putters. Another golf digest, uh, gold medalist. Um, remind everybody how good and what makes them so good. Well, you got to talk to Matthew about his frontline putter uh, escapade that we did back in the fall when we introduced frontline to the to, to the market and took him through a putter fitting. I don't know if you've talked to him recently, but he was filming uh, and and sending me texts each time he went up to play. Uh, and a great story that he he sent me one day was that he showed me on his you know he sent me a text and was a all I saw was this morning dew line of a putt from standing 35 feet away and he just filmed walking as the, you could see the the dew line putt and the ball going the hole from 30 feet. He didn't show me the putt because of course he hit the putt, but he had already made it and he went back and filmed how the putt rolled in the hole, and he was just telling me how great this putter has been for him since he's been playing it. And I said, Matthew, that's, it's, that's an amazing 
that you're putting well, but I think one of the things that most players are out there buying four and five hundred dollar drivers, wanting that technology thing to be the thing to help them drive the game, drive the golf ball better and improve their game. The same thing goes for your putter. And Frontline is designed to do those things, help your putting game. And unless you're putting two or three hours a day or even at least two or three hours a week, you're going to have a struggle with putting on, the, on any golf course you play. It, putting is just that difficult to get right. And Frontline delivers it on three ways. First thing is waiting on the face. The face tungsten weight provides stability as the putter hits the ball. So we know the moment of inertia when the putter gets hit offset causes the face to twist. If that's the case, it's going to direct the ball offline. Weights on the face, stabilize that. The second piece of the puzzle is we use 2135 sight line, which is a, a lower sight line. That 2135 actually stands for the millimeters. That is the radius of a golf ball. So the actual the line bisects the center of the golf ball, and this helps players visually line up to their target. We all know people have dominant eyes, and we, we're going through instruction. It's, it's the thing that always causes players, you know, what is they think they're lined up to the you know right edge of the cup, and they're lined up two inches to the right edge of the cup. So those are things that people struggle with all the time. That's not a bad stroke; it's just a bad alignment, not even a bad read for that matter. So the front line, the 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 2135 gives player, players a much more consistent way to keep their eyes over the putt and lined up to the to the break or the center of the of the cup. The third piece in frontline design is um, the putter's ability to to help players really keep with the center of gravity, keep that positioning with uh, with more square face contact. And we use SOFT soft sur- uh, surface optimum face technology, where it's a milled face to keep the speed up. So when you miss it a putt, what typically happens like you miss it a shot, it doesn't have the speed to get the distance that you like to do. So by managing the center of gravity and optimizing it with speed optimized face technology, the ball going the right distance. So you can miss hit it and it'll still go real close to the distance you have. You don't lose as much speed. And so you put all those technologies together. We often, we have a new grip called the, the Lampkin Basically, it's a Lampkin grip with a oversized. So a lot of players are going to oversized grips these days. But it has uh, the flare at the back end. It has the taper that allows the hand to sit in the hand. It's not round. Um, for me, I don't. Uh, the round grip is a little bit dis- discomforting. Uh, this is an old kind of tapered flare grip that gives you a little bit more feel in your left hand uh, or right hand if you're cross-handed. Um, and that that does does it does deliver all three things for players and just improves your ability to line up. Keep the ball rolling on on its intended target line and keep the speed up for the distance you're looking. So, uh, if you can do those three things, you're probably going to make more putts. What'd you think? Uh, agreed. <laughs> yeah. So you got me excited about it last time. You get me even more excited about it this well, time, particularly if Matthew's making more putts. We need to get chance to try it. We need there. There are four different models, and that's the other thing that players, I think, when they're looking at putters and technology, you you know, it's on tour. You know, obviously, Tiger's been putting years over years with the Scotty Cameron and it's plumber neck style and that's a great putter with, with awesome you know the materials the the high you know modulus materials of german stainless steel and the milling but tiger's a really good putter and he puts a lot of hours practicing it and for some players they think well i want to put with that putter it's 400 it's going to be good for me it's not going to be good for you if it doesn't match the way you you want to you stroke the putt in terms right. of consistency we're seeing most players now move to these I'll call them wing back putters, right? They've got the two fangs off the back of the putter, or it's a, or it's a full, uh, full cavity, a full, uh, circular putter with a lot of, you know, deep center of gravity. These putters are, 
they are, some are face balance and some are quarter toe hang. So that depends on how you stroke the ball. And that's the one thing that Matthew and I found when, in our little testing that we did together. I had him hit the, the, the elevado, which is a fang or wing back putter with a club has a quarter toe hang and actually rotates as you swing along an arc, right? Face open and closure. And then we have the face balance bend neck, which the putter face does not open and close. It's more for players who are square to square or back and forth. So I asked Matthew before we hit, his, we hit some putts, I said, what do you think you are as a putter? He goes, oh, I try to keep the putter moving back and forth, you know, like a pendulum square to square. I said, okay. So we had hit putts with each of the putters. He went five out of six with the bent neck, which meant he's opening and closing the face. And he went one out of six with the bend neck, thinking it's square wow. to square. I said, so he was totally off on how he thought he was swinging the putter, but putting him in the right model and allowing the putter to match his stroke here we go. These are things that players, when they're going to buy a putter, yeah, it looks cool and feels good. But when you go to the putting green or inside of the store and hitting putts, on a, if you're not making putts with that putter, grab another one. <laughs> okay? There's a reason why. <laughs> okay? People don't realize. You know, like I said, I always, well, you're playing with your buddy and he's making these putts from everywhere. You go, give me that putter. Let me try that, you know? You always want to, or the driver, same thing. Well, if you do the same with it, there's probably a good chance those specs match your the putter design. And and so I'm telling people, yes, trial and error is certainly the way most people come to find products, and certainly putters are that way. But if you take the time to work with somebody, a PGA professional, on having to hit a few different types of putters that also fit your eye visually, but also match the way you swing the putter. And it's just as important as you swing the driver. You need to hit the putter in the center of the club face. And if you can do that, the whole goal with all these putter designs that we see out there and the materials and Frontline has been delivering that uh, since we introduced it back in the fall. It's been a lot of fun. Perry, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you and the brands are doing, whether it's online or it's on social media as well. Well, certainly we're we're on Twitter uh, and, and Facebook for the company lines from Frickson Golf and Cleveland Golf and then certainly the, the, um, the ZexioUSA.com clevelandgolf.com and strixon.com for all of our product lineup and uh, all the things that you would want to do if you're interested in trying out our product. Uh, wherever you live, you can go online. There's a section for demo events and uh, get out in the field and, and find a facility nearby. Uh, this is a time of year across the entire USA pretty much where demo events are going on down in the south where the season's kind of winding down. Uh, and then certainly I'll say the deep shop because you guys haven't started your season yet either, but all the way up through uh, throughout the rest of the country, the, the, the demo days are out there. It's a great way. It's, it's probably, if you're truly interested in helping find the best product for yourself, get out to a demo day, schedule a fitting, and get working with somebody who can actually help you navigate the great products that are out there, not just from our company, but from all the other companies. You just, but you, the key thing is you have to find something that fits the way you swing, that matches your, your pattern of swing from tee shot to putter and uh, works and helps work with the way you, you know, you're trying to improve your specific parts of your game. And, and like you said, if you're, if you're out there, your, your putter's giving you a struggle, you know, you, you probably need to try to find some, a new putter and, and work with that and, and get a little instruction. If it's your short game, that's where I always talk about people. The fastest way to improve is improve your short game. So uh, if you can do that, we'll work on the, the, the long game secondarily, but uh, great stuff out there. Get out and, uh, and really have a chance to, uh, help your game by trying some other trying products on the field 
Harry, when uh, when might we be able to hear you and Matthew on Backspin Golf? I hope that uh, the show is coming out of hiatus soon. i got to get my Sunday mornings back in line. Well, it's, it, that's funny that you ask because we are definitely a first uh, – our, our, our first uh, show is this coming Sunday. So uh, we are back hey, on. There we go. So uh, Matthew and I will be, uh, be starting our show. That means golf season is directly around the corner, as we know, Players' Championship next week. Uh, Every every time the, the the Bay Hill event, Arnie's event comes up, and always tells me it's about time. I mean, everybody's gearing up. All the pros are focusing on the Masters, as we know with Tiger. So yeah, it's a fun time of the year, and uh, yeah, we are starting up this coming Sunday. So uh, check in for our 8:03 tea time there, my friend. Ah, no kidding. Can't wait. Perry, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come back and be a part of the show. I hope you'll come back and join me again soon. Your stuff is always fantastic. So insightful. And helps us out trying to figure out what the right things are for our game. Plus, you know, the, the playing lessons are always outstanding as well. Hope you'll come back soon. Chris, appreciate it always. Uh, look forward to catching up to you soon. And uh, you got to make your way to uh, Kentucky for that round of golf with Matthew and I. Yeah, absolutely. You're not kidding. That's on my list, I promise you. <laughs> all right. Mary, all good. the best to you and your family, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Appreciate it. See you, Chris. That's a great Perry French, folks. I'm telling you. The instruction doesn't get any better than what you hear from Perry. And then obviously the equipment knowledge on top of that, it's a complete package. Perry's a great guy and a lot of great information. And uh, like I, you hear me talk about it every week here on the show. You got to listen to Backspin Golf. It is my regular Sunday morning, 8.03 a.m. tea time. I listen religiously every single week. It's great stuff. And uh, I can't recommend it highly enough for both how talented and how great Matthew is as an interviewer and uh, just as a host of a show. And then Perry leading off that show every single week with great information. Highly recommend it. Please go online to check it out. You can go on WLXG.com and, uh, and tune in or download it as a podcast as well from their site, from their app. So great stuff. Looking forward to having Perry back on the show again real soon.